Borderlands Buzz, a podcast brought to you by the Borderlands Research Institute at Sul Ross State University. The Borderlands Research Institute is conserving the last frontier through research, education, and outreach. Support for this podcast comes from Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation. Hi there, I'm Lydia Saldana. Our guests today are a wonderfully creative couple who are our next featured artists for Big Ben Artists for Conservation, William Carrington and Caroline Corbell Carrington. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. This Good is so to be fun. Here. Well, hey, I've got to tell you, I just love your story. Um, earlier this afternoon, I spent some time on both of your websites and I found this really in-depth Q&A article about you both. So um, I'm, I'm armed and dangerous with information now. <laughs> Let's start this conversation first by reflecting on how you each found your muse, how you found each other, and what your artistic life is like today. And I know that's a big question. Caroline, let's start with you. Well, I wanna say that I'm probably the luckiest girl in the world because I found my, my artist cowboy or cowboy artist, which is a rare find these days. And so I, I think I'm very fortunate. And um, we actually met at a fiesta party and uh, he caught my eye. He was tall, dark, and handsome, of course. But he had not this, anymore. He had this, <laughs> this Lyle Lovett hairdo that was kind of, you know, floofy. He's kind of curly hair. I have really straight thin hair. And um, and then we just started a conversation. And he said he was an, a graphic artist at the time. And I said, well, I was an art major at school. And um, and we immediately hit it off. But in his mind, he, later on, he told me in his mind, when I told him that I, was, I wanted to be an artist or a painter, he, he was like thinking, oh, she probably does bubble letters. He didn't really take me seriously. Sorority. I thought it was going to be sorority t-shirts or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's, um, it's not sorority t-shirts. Tell us a little bit about your art, Caroline. <clears throat> well, um, I... My theme, I grew up in a ranching family and we have some property in the hill country in South Texas and in West Texas. And so my favorite spot in the world is to go. And when I was a little girl, I would go to Roundup in West Texas, right in between Alpine and Marfa is our property. Oh. And I just think I was just drawn to that landscape more than any other. And um, so I just kind of dedicated my painting to, to painting the Southwest. And um, I was very fortunate that my professor at my, <clears throat> at, at my university um, loved landscapes as well. And I was, there was not very many people at the time that painted landscapes. It wasn't like the popular subject matter in, you know, in the eighties, oh, you know, my beautiful landscapes. They didn't really take me as seriously, but my professor was really drawn to landscape as well. So I think he really helped guide me and um, motivated me to continue doing what I'm doing instead of getting sidetracked by other things. And um, so I just am so, I love the color, the atmosphere. It, 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 it just checks off everything on my list. I, I just love the West. So William, I'll ask that same question for you. Um, what's the rest of that story? Well, the rest of the story, well, Caroline's correct. We met at, a, at the Fiesta party. Um, one of the funny things that happened was I was supposed to go on a turkey hunt the next morning with a good friend in Uvalde. And as young people do back then, we usually go to some sort of after party. So I said, well, I'll see you at the after party. And she said, okay. And I was all excited. So I canceled my 
trip to go to, out to Uvalde that night because I had a couple of beers. So I decided to stay and she came to the party and I was super excited and she stayed a whopping, what, three minutes <laughs> and left. And I was like, well, gave up a turkey hunt for nothing. <laughs> well, now but, I got to ask, are you still giving up turkey hunts for her? <laughs> I will if I have to. <laughs> she usually lets me go if I need to. We call that a kitchen pass, but now I want to go with them. So we like to, <laughs> luckily we'd like to do most of the same things together. Yeah, we actually so. hunted a lot together when we were before kids. Yeah. So yeah, okay. and and um, and we both have a passion for the, the country and wildlife and the outdoors. And I, I actually fell in love with West Texas a long time ago. I was fortunate enough to be a camp counselor at Prude Ranch in Fort Davis for two summers. Awesome. Really, well, now, William, what did you describe your artistic path? Because um, I know it was somewhat circuitous. You yeah, want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, I come from artistic family and then my dad's side. My dad was an architect and I kind of played it safe in college and became a graphic artist and did graphic arts here in San Antonio for quite some time, mainly on the computer production side and kind of fell out of love with it. I didn't really, it wasn't my calling. And so I started thinking about what I love to do. And I remember being a counselor at Prude Ranch, getting a, an envelope and asking what it was. And they were saying, it's your, your paycheck. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I get paid. So I realized I love working with kids. So I went back to school, got a master's degree in education and taught for 15 years. Then started to burn out of that and had, you know, did the old look in the mirror and ask yourself, what do you think you want to do? And I've always loved to work with my hands and sculpt. Never had lessons, but I called a foundry and asked them what I needed to buy and what I needed to do and, and went from there. That's just remarkable. And here I am. I think I found what I'm doing for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, and Ca Caroline, that must have been interesting for you to watch that. What, what, what was that like as a, as a partner? Really, yeah, you know, it was really exciting. Um, uh, at first, I was scared a little bit because I was like, uh-oh, he's going to be right by me while I'm painting. And he's going to, you know, know everything I do during the day. Like my mom used to say, you marry him for dinner, not for lunch kind of thing. <laughs> and so I was like, I'll worry. And it was so funny. But but, you know, one of the first things he gave me when we were dating was he made a wire sculpture of an Indian and it was beautiful. And he actually put like a little feather on it. It was just so I used cool. a turkey beard for the hair. Yeah. And so <laughs> I knew he was very talented and that he needed to do, you know, a lot more with his art. And so and he he was a painter, too. And um so I was really off for it. But at first I was like, what? You mean you're going to be home with me? You know, and then now we can't imagine it any other way because we have a his and her studio and it's beautiful with a little gallery in the middle. We can listen to our own music. Luckily, we like the same music, but um, it's just really fun. And then we meet in the middle and every now and then we do critiques, less critiques. It depends on our mood, you know, I mean, <laughs> but but uh, but it's it's been a joy. And I'm just so fortunate that, you know, we love doing the same thing. Well, I guess, um, you know, I, I, I work at home, too, and a lot of people have asked me, how did you weather the pandemic? Sort of like, oh, well, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm at home, so, you know, maybe we didn't go out as much. But so I'm, I'm thinking that was the same experience for you all, too. Yeah, I, I, it was kind of odd when the pandemic started. I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to crank out a lot of work. But for <laughs> some reason, you feel like you're shut down. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, mm -hmm. and, and I kind of felt like I can't create I, I should be shut down too right. 
so it, it was weird. It did affect us in a strange way. But but at the same time, yeah, it was a lot easier being home because we're home a lot. Right. Yeah. It was. It wasn't that that different, except we <laughs> ate more and drank a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah same. <laughs> Raising my hand here. Yeah. yeah. Now, I know you both have spent a lot of time in the Big Bend region of Texas. You both have already alluded to that. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to talk a little bit about what that part of the world means to each of you and how it's reflected in your work. Caroline, I'll start with you. Oh, gosh, that's a toughie because, um, well, I just think that I'm in awe with just the space and the rugged beauty of West Texas and that Big Bend area. Um, The history is amazing. And um, I I just think I like the, the feeling of there's no one around you. You feel like there's no one around you. And of course, I'm fortunate because I have this beautiful property um, to be at, you know, and, and, and uh, explore without seeing other people, but even Alpine and Marfa, you know, there's not a lot, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's not a lot going on, <laughs> but, um, it's just have, has always been, it, it's constantly changing, even though it's the same, you know, you, you'll go and you'll watch the sunset and the colors are different one day to the next. And, you know, we're always in drought. There's always a struggle. There's always some kind of you know, um, nothing's perfect kind of situation. And I love that. I love the desert and the, uh, the ruggedness and survival of the fittest out there. And it can be complete drought and you'll look and you'll see a flower growing in the middle of a pila. And you're like, how did that happen? You know, there's nothing there. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, and I can't get enough of it. And also I love to paint big and bold and uh it's just very dramatic um it's not quiet yeah even, even though it is quiet. even even a ranch foreman i met out there that's been out there forever with with a sparkle in his eye there was a thunderstorm going on and he said i love it out here because every day is different mm-hmm. and that was really uh you know hit home hearing that from a guy who lives out there and and he even after 30 40 years he appreciates it it's unexpected. It's unexpected. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even to this day, it's it, to me, I feel it hasn't changed that much. And I know it has, and I don't like change very much. I'm a little stubborn, but um, that's why I think it's so important that, um, you know, I continue to paint, paint it because I want, you know, I don't paint uh, wires or homes or the highway and you know, I'm not drawn to that. I'm, I love the mountains out there and the mountain range and the land and the, you know, wildlife and, um, yeah. all that. Yeah. For me, it's, it's almost a spiritual place. I just love it. I, I always tell friends when I go out there, my blood pressure drops dramatically <laughs> mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. And, and it's just so amazing how quiet it can be mm-hmm. and, and how dark it can get. I was amazed one night I was out with no moon and I actually had to walk with my hands in front of me for fear of running into something. It was just crazy. But I've always just loved it out there that it's the isolation and, and being able to see so far. And, and like the, the foreman I mentioned said, every, every day is different. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. And for me, the wildlife is always intriguing, especially jackrabbits. Um, the poor <laughs> little guys, all they do out there is try to survive. Everything's trying to get them from the air, from the ground, you name it. Um, feathered humans, doesn't matter. Um, they're tr- constantly trying to survive and, and somehow they manage. And I almost kind of find humor in it, like the, the coyote and the roadrunner. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the whole idea of trying to get away all the time. And so you'll see in my work, a lot of times I exaggerate their running or their movements just because that's kind of how I see it in my mind. <laughs> so now, William, I know you're an avid hunter and angler. We've already talked about turkey hunting. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how that experience informs your work? Well, you know, when you're hunting, it's people need to realize when you're hunting, it's not about taking an animal. It's about being out. And so when you're out, you're observing. And so since I was a small child, I've been observing wildlife and really gotten to understand it and feel like I'm a part of it almost. And with that understanding, I feel like I have a better knowledge and ability to create sculptures of animals um, that I often view. Mm-hmm. So can each of you think about an experience or a story that you've had in Big Ben that made its way onto a particular canvas or sculpture? I, I have one. Okay. I have one that made, first... way, it made its way onto Caroline's canvas. It was a, uh, probably August, was, you know, the monsoon season and mm-hmm. a beautiful storm was developing to the north and west. And I think we had um, a newborn and I said, oh my God, I've got to, we got to go take pictures of the storm, but the newborn was kind of holding his back. So she said, here, it's the camera, go. And I took lots of photos of this magnificent storm and they had made their way under your canvases, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. it's fun for me to see them and go, I took that picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's true because we'll drive around and, you know, it takes hours really to go anywhere, get anywhere there. And so he had so much patience because I go, stop. I got to take that picture. Oh, stop again. And then he's like, oh my gosh, you're driving me crazy. Give me the camera. (laughs) Yeah, And and it's fun driving around seeing boulders that have various shapes and giving them names and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. And then we'd see the same cactus over and over, like year after year growing in the same trough or, you know, and then then all of a sudden it would be gone and we'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's gone. And then, you know, it's, you, it's like a little friend, all the, the rare tree and the rare bush, you know, you, you, it becomes a little friend. (laughs) Yeah. And you, well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good uh, segue to my next question um, or observation, really. There, there really is a nexus between art and conservation. Beautiful works of art inspire our passion for wild things and wild places. Um, discuss. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to start with that one? You go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll start with it. Um, for me, yeah, the, the, creating the, the sculpture of wildlife, I think, opens people's eyes up to wildlife and appreciation of, of, of the environment. And, and like I said earlier, being outdoors and hunting and fishing and doing all these things, again, isn't about taking an animal, it's about being with the animals. And I hope that sometimes my, my work helps bring people into that realm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and like most of my, uh, most of my years, I just did plein air painting and I'd sit in the back of the suburban or the back of the truck and, and, you know, wear a hat and, and, um, and, you know, you, my biggest, uh, stress was not being stung by a bee because bees are kind of uh, drawn to color. So I'd be sitting in the back and, and all these bees would be swarming me, but they wouldn't be stinging me, but they would land on my painting. It was so funniest thing. And I was like, oh, I hope the oil paint, because I paint in oils. And um, I was like, I hope it doesn't hurt the bee. But, um, <laughs> but I became very good friends with bees. Now I'm not scared of bees anymore. So 
I think that just being there, it's just, um, you know, you do, it's a spiritual thing and you become really connected to the wildlife and you notice things that you wouldn't know. Like, like would, there'd be like an ant, remember that ant or, you know, there's, they, it's amazing. You could sit in the ground and all of a sudden you're like, you look down and you see this ant mound and then you're like, oh my gosh, there's a battle going on. And then you're, you know, and you check it out and you're like, I didn't, you know, you just learned so much from nature. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. One thing that people need to try if, if those of you that are listening to this, if you're out, ever out west at night, put a flashlight up to the side of your head, like by your ear facing forward, and take a look around. You'll be surprised how many spider eyes you'll see. They oh, I'm going to try that. My it husband and I so will be. Cool. We're going to be in Alpine next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm so try that. That. <laughs> what I do is you put the light on it and then go right to that spot and you'll see the little spider. And they're cool. everywhere. Yeah, that, hundreds cool. and hundreds of them. So it is very cool. It's really neat. Yeah. I learned that from an entomologist. <laughs> there you go. They, they should know, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So the, the Borderlands Research Institute is showcasing the connection between art and conservation through our Big Ben Artists for Conservation initiative. Why did y'all choose to get involved with this? Well, uh, for me, it's so important that the wild remains wild and that the open spaces remain open. And those of you that live in central Texas, stay around San Antonio area as we do, you'll see the development is just going crazy and ranches are getting subdivided and, and land is, I'm seeing deer in the medical center of San Antonio running around, yeah. they're, they're landlocked. And for me, I want to prevent that from happening to West Texas in particular. Well, I think also too, people need to be more conscious of space we take the Texans seem to take space for granted and there's so many I hear so many New Yorkers are going to you know Marfa now and hanging out there and I think they're probably just in awe with the space but um you know we want to fill it for some reason it's like this you know I don't know it's a human instinct so to want to fill a space or make it our own or change it somehow and really it's perfect the way it is I'll, obviously you know, we have to make room for humans and it's just the way it is, but, yeah. but we just need to be, you know, more aware of it and careful about it and, and under, understand understand it. it and understanding the wildlife, for instance, as we know, the Marfa plateaus struggled with pronghorn population mm -hmm. and borderlands, yeah. of course, has been doing a great deal to try to help that. But under, you know, by investing in conservation, you're investing in science to, to, to try to discover what is going on and how we can reverse that or, or stop it. So because mm -hmm. we want our important. kids to enjoy it as much as we have. Yeah. Yeah. So and I should have asked you at this top of this, how did you connect with Dr. Harvison? I mean, obviously, you guys are out there a lot, right? <clears throat> you know, I'm just curious about family. that. I guess it's family and um, social events we've run okay. into him and he came here to san antonio one time to cl uh, club drow and spoke to us about something i mm -hmm. forgot exactly what but mm -hmm. we just kind of hit it off we've always been friends with him and i think he has a uh, he, he and borderlands has a good relationship with with the family ranch um by us allowing the family allowing um him and borderlands to utilize the land for research and and right. things like that well, awesome. Well, I have really enjoyed this conversation. I, I hope I get to meet you in person soon. Oh, um, absolutely. Any, any any closing comments as we wrap this up? No, I, I wish you know the the saying. Um, I wish I were somewhere. I always said I wish I were in West Texas right yes, now. Yes, <laughs> we wish we were there. I, I actually say all the time, if, if I could live there, I really could. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, we just hope that your listeners will go spend some time in Big Bend and enjoy themselves. And you yeah. know what? The, the, the other great park out there is the state park. Yeah. It is awesome. Right. Really beautiful. Lots to do and see out there. Yeah. Thank, you, thank, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. You bet. Thank, thank you. you. Borderlands Buzz is brought to you by the Borderlands Research Institute at Sul Ross State University and sponsored by Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation. Find out more about our work at bri.sulross.edu.